He'll probably come home with a year's supply. Mrs. Connolly gave cookies and popcorn again this year, Sabrina said, sighing. I'll just have to throw it all out. Mom won't let me eat anything that isn't wrapped. She's afraid some ghoul will put poison in it. I had to throw out a lot of good stuff last year. Sabrina knocked on her front door. A few seconds later, her mother opened it and the girls entered. That's some mask, Carly Beth, she said, studying it. How'd you girls do? Okay, I think, Sabrina replied. Well, just remember. I know, I know, Mom, Sabrina interrupted impatiently. Throw out everything that isn't wrapped, even the fruit. As soon as Mrs. Mason had gone back to the den, the two girls turned over their bags and dumped all the candy onto the living room rug. Hey, look, a big Milky Way, Sabrina declared, pulling it out of the pile. My favorite. I hate these, Carly Beth said, holding up an enormous blue jawbreaker. The last time I tried sucking one of these, I cut my tongue to pieces. She tossed it onto Sabrina's pile. Thanks a bunch, Sabrina said sarcastically. She tugged off her mask and dropped it onto the carpet. Her face was flushed. She shook out her black hair. There, that feels better, Sabrina said. Wow, that mask was hot. She raised her eyes to Carly Beth. Don't you want to take off your mask? You must be boiling inside it. Yeah, good idea. Carly Beth had actually forgotten she was wearing a mask. She reached up with both hands and tugged at the ears. Ouch. The mask didn't budge. She pulled it by the top of the head. Then she tried stretching it out and tugging it from the cheeks. Ouch. What's wrong? Sabrina asked, concentrating on sorting her candy into piles. Carly Beth didn't reply. She tried prying the mask off at the neck. Then she tugged it up by the ears again. Carly Beth, what's wrong? Sabrina asked, looking up from her candy. Help me, Carly Beth pleaded in a shrill, frightened voice. Please help me, the mask, it won't come off. Chapter 21 On her knees on the carpet, Sabrina glanced up from her piles of candy bars. Carly Beth, stop clowning around. I'm not, Carly Beth insisted, her voice shrill with panic. Aren't you tired of scaring people tonight, Sabrina demanded. She picked up a clear plastic bag of candy corn. Wonder if mom will let me keep this. It's wrapped. I'm not trying to scare you, I'm serious, Carly Beth cried. She tugged at the ears of the mask, but couldn't get a good grip. Sabrina tossed down the bag of candy corn and climbed to her feet. You really can't get the mask off? Carly Beth pulled hard on the chin. Ouch, she cried out in pain. It, it stuck to my skin or something, help me. Sabrina laughed. We're going to look pretty stupid if we have to call the fire department to get you out of your mask. Carly Beth didn't find it funny. She gripped the top of the mask with both hands and pulled with all her strength. The mask didn't budge. Sabrina's grin faded. She stepped over to her friend. You're not goofing, are you? You're really stuck. Carly Beth nodded. Well, come on, she urged impatiently. Help me pull it off. 
Sabrina grabbed the mask top. It's so warm, she exclaimed. You must be suffocating in there. Just pull, Carly Beth wailed. Sabrina pulled. Ouch, not so hard, Carly Beth cried. It really hurts. Sabrina pulled more gently, but the mask didn't budge. She lowered her hands to the cheeks and pulled. Ouch, Carly Beth shrieked. It's really stuck to my face. What's this thing made of? Sabrina asked, staring intently at the mask. It doesn't feel like rubber. It feels like skin. I don't know what it's made of and I don't care, Carly Beth grumbled. I just want it off. Maybe we should cut it off, you know, with scissors. And wreck the mask? Sabrina asked. I don't care, Carly Beth exclaimed, tugging furiously on it. I really don't. I just want out. If I don't get this thing off me, I'm going to lose it. I'm serious. Sabrina put a calming hand on her friend's shoulder. Okay, okay, one more try, and we'll cut it off. She narrowed her eyes as she examined the mask. I should be able to reach underneath it and pull it away, she said, thinking out loud. If I slip my hands up through the neck, I can stretch it out and then push it up. Well, go ahead, just hurry, Carly Beth pleaded. But Sabrina didn't move. Her dark eyes grew wide, and her mouth dropped open as she studied the mask. She uttered a soft gasp of surprise. Sabrina, what's the matter? Carly Beth demanded. Sabrina didn't reply. Instead, she ran her fingers over Carly Beth's throat. Her astonished expression remained frozen on her face. She moved behind Carly Beth and ran her fingers along the back of Carly Beth's neck. What is it? What's the matter? Carly Beth demanded shrilly. Sabrina ran a hand back through her black hair. Her forehead wrinkled in concentration. Carly Beth, she said finally, there's something very weird going on here. What? What are you talking about? Carly Beth demanded. There's no bottom to the mask. Huh? Carly Beth's hands shot up to her neck. She felt around frantically. What do you mean? There's no line, Sabrina told her in a trembling voice. There's no line between the mask and your skin. No place to slip my hand in. But that's crazy. Carly Beth cried. She moved her hands to her throat, pushing up the skin, feeling for the bottom of the mask. That's crazy, just crazy. Sabrina raised her hands to her face, her features tight with horror. That's crazy, crazy. Carly Beth repeated in a high-pitched, frightened voice. But as her trembling fingers desperately explored her neck, Carly Beth realized that her friend was right. There was no longer a bottom to the mask. No place where the mask ended. No opening between the mask and Carly Beth's skin. The mask had become her face. Chapter 22 Carly Beth's legs trembled as she made her way to the mirror in the front entryway. Her hands still frantically searched her throat as she stepped up to the large rectangular wall mirror 
and brought her face close to the glass. No line, she cried. No mask line. Sabrina stood a few feet back, her expression troubled. I, I don't understand it, she muttered, staring at Carly Beth's reflection. Carly Beth uttered a sharp gasp. Those aren't my eyes, she screamed. Huh? Sabrina stepped up beside her, still staring into the mirror. Those aren't my eyes, Carly Beth wailed. My eyes don't look like that. Try to calm down, Sabrina urged softly. Your eyes, they're not mine, not mine, Carly Beth cried, ignoring her friend's plea for calm. Where are my eyes? Where am I? Where am I, Sabrina? This isn't me in here. Carly Beth, please calm down, Sabrina urged, but her voice came out choked and frightened. It isn't me. Carly Beth declared, gaping in open-mouthed horror at her reflection. Her hands pressed tightly against the grotesquely wrinkled cheeks of the mask. It isn't me. Sabrina reached out to her friend, but Carly Beth pulled away. With a high-pitched wail, a cry of horror and despair, she flung herself through the hallway. She pulled open the front door, struggling with the lock, sobbing loudly. Carly Beth, stop, come back. Ignoring Sabrina's pleas, Carly Beth plunged back into the darkness. The storm door slammed behind her. As she began to run, she could hear Sabrina's frantic cries from the doorway. Carly Beth, your coat, come back, you forgot your coat. Carly Beth's sneakers thudded over the hard ground. She ran into the darkness beneath the trees, as if trying to hide as if trying to keep her hideous face from view. She reached the sidewalk, turned right, and kept running. She had no idea where she was going. She only knew she had to run away from Sabrina, away from the mirror. She wanted to run away from herself, away from her face, the hideous face that had stared back at her in the mirror with those frightening, unfamiliar eyes. Someone else's eyes someone else's eyes in her head. Only it was no longer her head. It was an ugly green monster head that had attached itself to hers. Uttering another cry of panic, Carly Beth crossed the street and kept running. The dark trees, black against the starless night sky, swayed and shivered overhead. Houses whirred past, a blur of orange light from their windows. Into the darkness she ran breathing noisily through the ugly flat nose. She lowered her smooth green head against the wind and stared at the ground as she ran. But no matter where she turned her gaze, she saw the mask. She saw the face staring back at her, the ugly puckered skin, the glowing orange eyes, the rows of jagged animal teeth. My face, my face. High-pitched screams startled her from her thoughts. Carly Beth glanced up to see that she had run into a group of trick-or-treaters. There were six or seven of them, all turned toward her, screaming and pointing. She opened her mouth wide, revealing the sharp fangs and growled at them, a deep animal growl. The growl made them grow silent. They stared hard at her, 
trying to decide if she was threatening them or only kidding. What are you supposed to be? A girl in a red and white ruffled clown costume called to her. I'm supposed to be me, but I'm not, Carly Beth thought bitterly. She ignored the question. Lowering her head, turning away from them, she started to run again. She could hear them laughing now. They were laughing in relief, she knew, glad she was leaving them. With a bitter sob, she turned the corner and kept running. Where am I going? What am I doing? Am I going to keep running forever? The questions roared through her mind. She stopped short when the party store came into view. Of course, she thought. The party store. The strange man in the cape. He will help me. He will know what to do. The man in the cape will know how to get this mask off. Feeling a surge of hope, Carly Beth jogged toward the store. But as she neared it, her hope dimmed as dark as the store window. Through the glass, she could see that all the lights were out. The store was as dark as the night. It was closed. Chapter 23 As she stared into the darkened store, a wave of despair swept over Carly Beth. Her hands raised against the window. She pressed her head against the glass. It felt cool against her hot forehead, the mask's hot forehead. She closed her eyes. What do I do now? What am I going to do? It's all a bad dream, she murmured out loud. A bad dream. I'm going to open my eyes now and wake up. She opened her eyes. She could see her eyes, her glowing orange eyes, reflected in the dark window glass. She could see her grotesque face staring darkly back at her. No! With a shudder that shook her entire body, Carly Beth slammed her fists against the window. Why didn't I wear my mother's duck costume? She asked herself angrily. Why was I so determined to be the scariest creature that ever roamed on Halloween? Why was I so determined to terrify Chuck and Steve? She swallowed hard. Now I'm going to scare people for the rest of my life. As the bitter thoughts rolled through her mind, Carly Beth suddenly became aware of movement inside the store. She saw a dark shadow roll over the floor. She heard footsteps. The door rattled, then opened a few inches. The store owner poked his head out. His eyes narrowed as they studied Carly Beth. I stayed late, he said quietly. I expected to see you again. Carly Beth was startled by his calmness. I, I can't get it off, she sputtered. She tugged at the top of her head to demonstrate. I know, the man said. His expression didn't change. Come inside. He pushed the door open the rest of the way, then stepped back. Carly Beth hesitated, then walked quickly into the dark store. It was very warm inside. The owner turned on a single light above the front counter. He was no longer wearing the cape, Carly Beth saw. He wore black suit pants and a white dress shirt. You knew I'd come back? Carly Beth demanded shrilly. The raspy voice she had acquired inside the mask revealed both anger and confusion. How did you know? I didn't want to sell it to you, he replied, staring at the mask. He shook his head, frowning. 
You remember, don't you? You remember that I didn't want to sell it to you? I remember, Carly Beth replied impatiently. Just help me take it off, okay? Help me. He stared hard at her. He didn't reply. Help me take it off, Carly Beth insisted, shouting. I want you to take it off. He sighed. I can't, he told her sadly. I can't take it off. I'm really sorry. Chapter 24 w What do you mean? Carly Beth stammered. The store owner didn't reply. He turned toward the back of the store and motioned for her to follow him. Answer me, Carly Beth shrieked. Don't walk away, answer me. What do you mean the mask can't be taken off? She followed him into the back room, her heart pounding. He clicked on the light. Carly Beth blinked in the sudden brightness. The two long shelves of hideous masks came into focus. She saw a bare spot on the shelf where hers had stood. The grotesque masks all seemed to stare at her. She forced herself to look away from them. Take this mask off now, she demanded, moving to block the store owner's path. I can't remove it, he repeated softly, almost sadly. Why not, Carly Beth demanded. He lowered his voice. Because it isn't a mask. Carly Beth gaped at him. She opened her mouth, but no sound came out. It isn't a mask, he told her. It's a real face. Carly Beth suddenly felt dizzy. The floor tilted. The rows of ugly faces glared at her. All of the bulging, bloodshot yellow and green eyes seemed to be trained on her. She pressed her back against the wall and tried to steady herself. The store owner walked over to the display shelf and gestured to the ugly staring heads. The unloved, he said sadly, his voice lowered to a whisper. I, I don't understand, Carly Beth managed to choke out. These are not masks. They are faces, he explained. Real faces. I made them. I created them in my lab. Real faces. But, but they are so ugly, Carly Beth started. Why? They weren't ugly in the beginning, he interrupted, his voice bitter, his eyes angry. They were beautiful, and they were alive. But something went wrong. When they were taken out of the lab, they changed. My experiments, my poor heads, were a failure. But I had to keep them alive. I had to. I, I don't believe it, Carly Beth exclaimed breathlessly raising her hands to the sides of her face, her green, distorted face. I don't believe any of it. I am telling the truth, the store owner continued, running a finger over one side of his narrow mustache, his eyes burning into Carly Beth's. I keep them here. I call them the unloved, because no one will ever want to see them. Occasionally, someone wanders into the back room, you, for example, and one of my faces finds a new home. No! Carly Beth uttered a cry of protest. 
more an animal wail than a human cry. She stared at the gnarled, twisted faces on the shelf, the bulging heads, the open wounds, the animal fangs. Monsters, all monsters. Take this off, she screamed, losing control. Take this off, take it off! She began tearing frantically at her face, trying to pull it off, trying to rip it off in pieces. Take it off, take it off! He raised a hand to quiet her. I'm sorry, the face is your face now he said without expression. No! Carly Beth shrieked again in her new raspy voice. Take it off, take it off, no! She tore at the face, but even in her anger and panic, she knew her actions were useless. The face can be removed, the store owner told her, speaking softly. Huh? Carly Beth lowered her hands. She stared hard at him. What did you say? I said, there is one way the face can be removed. Yes? Carly Beth felt a powerful chill run down her back, a chill of hope. Yes, how? Tell me, she pleaded. Please, tell me. I cannot do it for you, he replied, frowning. But I can tell you how. However. If it ever again attaches itself to you, or to another person, it will be forever. How do I get it off? Tell me, tell me, Carly Beth begged. How do I get it off? Chapter 25 The light flickered overhead. The rows of bloated, distorted faces continued to stare at Carly Beth. Monsters, she thought. It's a room full of monsters waiting to come alive. And now I'm one of them. Now I'm a monster too. The floorboards creaked as the store owner moved away from the display shelves and came up close to Carly Beth. How do I get this off me? She pleaded. Tell me, show me now. It can only be removed once, he repeated softly and it can only be removed by a symbol of love. She stared at him, waiting for him to continue. The silence filled the room. Heavy silence. I, I don't understand, Carly Beth stammered finally. You've got to help me. I don't understand you. Tell me something that makes sense. Help me. I can say no more he said, lowering his head, shutting his eyes, and wearily rubbing his eyelids with his fingers. But what do you mean by a symbol of love? Carly Beth demanded. She grabbed the front of his shirt with both hands. What do you mean? What do you mean? He made no attempt to remove her hands. I can say no more, he repeated in a whisper. No, she shouted. No, you have to help me, you have to. She could feel her rage explode, could feel herself burst out of control, but she couldn't stop herself. I want my face back, 
she shrieked, pounding on his chest with both fists. I want my face back. I want myself back. She was screaming at the top of her lungs now, but she didn't care. The store owner backed away, motioning with both hands for her to be quiet. Then suddenly, his eyes opened wide in fear. Carly Beth followed his gaze to the display shelves. Oh! She uttered a startled cry of horror as she saw the rows of faces all begin to move. Bulging eyes blinked. Swollen tongues licked at dry lips. Dark wounds began to pulsate. The heads were all bobbing, blinking, breathing. What? What is happening? Carly Beth cried in a trembling whisper. You've awakened them all, he cried. His expression, as frightened as hers. But, but, run, he screamed, giving her a hard shove toward the doorway. Run! Chapter 26 Carly Beth hesitated. She turned back to stare at the heads bobbing on the shelves. Fat, dark lips began to move, making wet sucking sounds. Crooked fangs clicked up and down. Ugly, inhuman noses twitched and gasped air noisily. The heads, two long rows of them, throbbed to life. And the eyes, the blood-veined, bulging eyes, the green eyes, the sickly yellow eyes, the bright, scarlet eyes, the disgusting eyeballs hanging by threads, they were all on her. Run, you've awakened them, the store owner screamed, his voice choked with fear. Run, get away from here. Carly Beth wanted to run, but her legs wouldn't cooperate. Her knees felt wobbly and weak. She suddenly felt as if she weighed a thousand pounds. Run, run. The store owner repeated his frantic cry but she couldn't take her eyes off the throbbing, twitching heads. Carly Beth gaped at the hideous scene, frozen in terror, feeling her legs turn to jello, feeling her breath catch in her throat. And as she watched, the heads rose up and floated into the air. Run, hurry, run! The store owner's voice seemed far away now. The heads began to jabber in rumbling deep voices, drowning out his frantic cries. They murmured excitedly, making only sounds, no words, like a chorus of frogs. Up, up they floated, as Carly Beth stared in silent horror. Run, run. Yes, she turned. She forced her legs to move. And with a burst of energy, she began to run. She ran through the dimly lit front room of the store. Her hands grabbed for the doorknob, and she pulled open the door. A second later, she was out on the sidewalk, running through the darkness. Her sneakers thudded loudly on the pavement. She felt the shock of cold air against her hot face. Her hot, green face. Her monster face. The monster face she could not remove. She crossed the street and kept running. What was that sound? That deep, gurgling sound. 
that low murmur that seemed to be following her. Following her? Oh no. Carly Beth cried out as she glanced back and saw the gruesome heads flying after her. A ghoulish parade. They flew in single file, one long chain of throbbing, jabbering heads. Their eyes glowed brightly, as bright as car headlights, and they were all trained on Carly Beth. Choked with fear, Carly Beth stumbled over the curb. Her arm shot forward as she struggled to regain her balance. Her legs wanted to collapse, but she forced them to move again. Bent into the wind, she ran past dark houses and empty lots. It must be late, she realized. It must be very late. Too late. The words flashed into her mind. Too late for me. The hideous glowing heads flew after her, getting closer, closer. The rumbling of their animal murmurs grew louder in her ears until the frightening sound seemed to surround her. The wind roared, gusting hard, as if deliberately pushing her back. The murmuring heads floated closer. I'm running through a dark nightmare, she thought. I may run forever. Too late. Too late for me. Or was it? An idea formed its way through her nightmarish panic. As she ran, her arms thrashing the air in front of her as if reaching for safety, her mind struggled for a solution, an escape, a symbol of love. She heard the store owner's words over the rumble of ugly voices behind her. A symbol of love. That's what it would take to rid her of the monster head that had become her own. Would it also stop the throbbing, glowing heads that pursued her? Would it send the faces of the unloved back to where they came from? Gasping loudly for breath, Carly Beth turned the corner and kept running. Glancing back, she could see her chattering pursuers turn too. Where am I? She wondered, turning her eyes to the houses she was passing. She had been too frightened to care where she ran. But now, Carly Beth had an idea, a desperate idea. And she had to get there before the gruesome parade of heads caught up with her. She had a symbol of love. It was her head, the plaster of Paris head her mother had sculpted of her. Carly Beth remembered asking her mother why she had sculpted it. And her mother had replied, because I love you. Maybe it could save her. Maybe it could help her out of this nightmare. But where was it? She had tossed it aside. She had let it fall behind a hedge. She had left it in someone's yard and, and now she was back on the block. She recognized the street. She recognized the houses. This was where she had met up with Chuck and Steve. This is where she had sent them running off in terror. But where was the house? Where was the hedge? Her eyes darted frantically from yard to yard. Behind her, she saw, the heads had swarmed together. Like buzzing bees, they had bunched together, grinning now. Grinning hideous wet grins as they prepared to close in on her. I've got to find the head, Carly Beth told herself, struggling to breathe, struggling to keep her aching legs moving. I've got to find my head. 
the rumbling, jabbering voices grew louder. The heads swarmed closer. Where? Where? She screamed aloud. And then she saw the tall hedge across the street. The yard across the street. The head, the beautiful head, she had let it fall behind that hedge. Could she get to it before the ugly head swarmed over her? Yes. Sucking in a deep breath of air, her arms reaching out desperately in front of her, she turned and ran across the street and dove behind the hedge. Onto her hands and knees, her chest heaving, her breath rasping, her head pounding. She reached for the head. It was gone. Chapter 27 Gone. The head was gone. My last chance, Carly Beth thought, searching blindly, her hand thrashing frantically through the bottom of the hedge. Gone, too late for me. Still on her knees, she turned to face her ghoulish pursuers. The heads, jabbering their mindless sounds, rose up in front of her, forming a wall. Carly Beth started to her feet. The throbbing wall of monster heads inched closer. She turned, searching for an escape route, and saw it. Saw her head. Saw the plaster of Paris head staring up at her from between two upraised roots on the big tree near the driveway. The wind must have blown it over there, she realized. And as the ugly heads bobbed closer, she dove for the tree and grabbed the head with both hands. With a cry of triumph, she turned the sculpted face toward the jabbering heads and raised it high. Go away, go away, Carly Beth screamed, holding the head up so they could all see it. This is a symbol of love, this is a symbol of love, go away. The heads bobbed together. The glowing eyes stared at the sculpted head. They murmured excitedly. Wet smiles formed on their distorted lips. Go away, go away. Carly Beth heard them laugh, low, scornful laughter. Then they moved quickly, surrounding her, eager to swallow her up. Chapter 28 Too late for me, the words repeated in Carly Beth's mind. Her idea had failed. The heads swarmed around her, drooled over her, eyes bulging gleefully in triumph. Their rumbling murmurs became a roar. She felt herself being swallowed up in their foul-smelling heat. Without thinking, she lowered the sculpted head and pulled it down hard over her hideous monster head. To her surprise, it slid over her like a mask. I'm wearing my own face like a mask, she thought bitterly. As she pulled it over her, darkness descended. There were no eye holes. She couldn't see out. She couldn't hear. What will the gruesome heads do to me, she wondered, alone with her fear. Will I become one of the unloved now? Will I end up on display on a shelf along with them? Surrounded by the tight, silent darkness, Carly Beth waited and waited. She could feel the blood pulsing at her temples. 
she could feel the throb of fear in her chest, the ache of her dry throat. What are they going to do? What are they doing? She couldn't bear being alone, shut in with her fear, surrounded by silence and the dark. With a hard tug, she pulled off the sculpted head. The gruesome heads were gone, vanished. Carly Beth stared straight ahead in disbelief. Then her eyes darted around the shadowy lawn. She searched the trees and shrubs. She squinted into the dark spaces between the houses. Gone. They were gone. For a long moment, Carly Beth sat in the cold, wet grass, the sculpted head in her lap, breathing hard, staring across the silent, empty front yards. Soon her breathing returned to normal. She climbed to her feet. The wind had gentled. The pale half moon slipped out from behind the dark clouds that had covered it. Carly Beth felt something flap against her throat. Startled, she reached up and felt the bottom of the mask. The bottom of the mask? Yes, there was a gap between the mask and her neck. Hey, she cried aloud setting the sculpted head down gently at her feet. She raised both hands to the bottom of the mask and pulled up. The mask came off easily. Stunned, she lowered it and held it in front of her. She folded it up, then unfolded it. The orange eyes that had glowed like fire had faded. The pointed animal fangs had become rubbery and limp. You're just a mask, she cried aloud. Just a mask again. Laughing gleefully, she tossed it up in the air and caught it. It can be removed only once, the store owner had told her. Only once by a symbol of love. Well, I've done it, Carly Beth told herself happily. I've removed it, and don't worry, I'll never put it on again. Never. She suddenly felt exhausted. I've got to get home, she told herself. It's probably close to midnight. Most of the houses were dark. There were no cars moving on the streets. The trick-or-treaters had all gone home. Carly Beth bent to pick up the sculpted head. Then carrying the mask and the plaster head, she began walking quickly toward her house. Halfway up the driveway, she stopped. She reached up and examined her face with one hand. Do I have my old face back? She wondered. She rubbed her cheeks, then ran her fingers over her nose. Is it my old face? Do I look like me? She couldn't tell just by touching. I've got to get to a mirror, she exclaimed out loud. Desperate to see if her face had returned to normal, she ran up to her front door and rang the bell. After a few seconds, the door swung open and Noah appeared. He pushed open the storm door. Then he raised his eyes to her face and started to scream. Take off that mask, take it off, you're so ugly. Chapter 29 No, Carly Beth cried in horror. The mask must have changed her face, she realized. No, oh no. She pushed past her brother, tossed down the head and the mask, and ran to the hallway mirror. Her face stared back at her. Perfectly normal, her old face, her good old face, her dark brown eyes, 
her broad forehead, her snip of a nose, which she had always wished was longer. I'll never complain about my nose again, she thought happily. Her face was normal again, all normal. As she stared at herself, she could hear Noah laughing at the doorway. She spun around angrily. Noah, how could you? He laughed harder. It was just a joke. I can't believe you fell for it. It was no joke to me, Carly Beth exclaimed angrily. Her mother appeared at the end of the hall. Carly Beth, where have you been? I expected you back an hour ago. Sorry, Mom, Carly Beth replied, grinning. I'm so happy, I may never stop grinning, she thought. It's sort of a long story, she told her mother. Sort of a long, weird story? But you're okay, Mrs. Caldwell's eyes narrowed as she studied her daughter. Yeah, I'm okay, Carly Beth said. Come into the kitchen, Mrs. Caldwell instructed her. I have some nice hot cider for you. Carly Beth obediently followed her mother to the kitchen. The kitchen was warm and bright. The sweet cider aroma filled the room. Carly Beth had never been so glad to be home in all her life. She hugged her mother, then took a seat at the counter. Why didn't you wear your duck costume? Mrs. Caldwell asked, pouring out a cup of steaming cider. Where have you been? Why weren't you with Sabrina? Sabrina has called twice already, wondering what happened to you. Well, Carly Beth began. It's sort of a long story, Mom. I'm not going anywhere, her mother said, setting the cup of cider down in front of Carly Beth. She leaned against the counter, resting her chin in one hand. Go ahead, talk. Well, Carly Beth hesitated. Everything is fine now, Mom. Perfectly fine, but... Before she could say another word, Noah burst into the room. Hey, Carly Beth. He called in a deep, raspy voice. Look at me. How do I look in your 